Welcome to You Hear Big Girls. I'm Mom Taku. And I'm Luna. And have you actually heard Big Girls the past six months? I don't no. think so. <laughs> I was like, we're back. We're back. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. So what you're about to listen to is our anniversary podcast, which we recorded more than six months ago. Um, but we thought what we would do is before we dig into that, that we would just sort of say hello and what we've been up to. So, And we have been up to things, haven't we? Yes, just very unrelated to the podcast, I would say. Actually, maybe we should talk about why it took us six months to do this. Like, what happened? Life happened. <laughs> the very much a life happened scenario. It's been tough even getting to speak to you. Uh, outside of the, you know, making plans for the podcast. So po podcast was basically impossible to do the last couple of months, unfortunately. Yeah, I had some life changes and things got crazy. And then I think like situational depression formed around that. And then the series ended and I just, it was like, boom, boom, boom. You know, like, I don't know. Mm. It's, it last fall was a lot For you, I'm sure, yeah. Um, at the moment, uh, for me, uh, spring is a lot. <laughs> Or, well, winter still, officially, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, we're trying to get back into it, have a steady schedule for the upcoming months, and uh, keep ourselves to that so that we can produce some content for you guys. Yes. And the content that we're going to come up with. We're going to try to do a few anime episodes, even though Absolutely. Luna is still salty about it. Not salty, just disinterested. <laughs> okay. And of course, um, continue with Chojin X. Yes. Which we are about a dozen, pa a dozen chapters <laughs> behind. Yeah. So the last episode that we published was chapter eight. Chapter nine has been recorded, still needs to be edited. It's getting worked on. And then we have about Eight more chapters I know. to read before we're fully caught up. So, but we will do that and then we'll get back on track with the release schedule. Yes. So our anniversary podcast, our, our third anniversary was actually in August and we did an AMA. We solicited people to send us questions and I've edited it and listened through it. And so has Luna. Uh, one thing I wanted to find out from you was, um, have your thoughts changed on anything? I mean, we touched on several topics in that anniversary podcast. Has anything changed for you? For me personally, no. I've, I just listened back to most of it and no, I stand by my opinions. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. How well, about you? Well, I thought it was funny at the end that we talked about coming back in January to do an uh, anime podcast, and of course, here <coughs> in February, and you made the very optimistic statement that, um, you know, maybe I'll be less salty by then, and I made the statement, maybe I'll be less overwhelmed by then, and here ah. it is February, and I don't know that that's changed for either of us. Okay, let me remind you that we are uh, one week into March. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, we are. Wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Crap. So much for. All right. Yeah. I'm. I'm definitely not like running at full gears again. No. no but it's fine. It, it's okay. a testament to how uh, how busy you are. So. And it's a testament for what's to expect from the podcast. Just. 
disorganization <laughs> and mom taku has no idea what's going on which probably doesn't <laughs> surprise anybody who knows me <laughs> yeah so to fill you kind of in in what's happened in the past six months covid apparently has come and gone like it's or, over it's over like there's no more wearing a mask there's no more staying inside all day apparently like the virus is gone even though the virus is here and people still being hospitalized but we apparently we don't have to care about that anymore <laughs> apparently not but right before uh, the Omicron virus reared its ugly head, I actually traveled to the U.S. And I did a bit of a tour of the West Coast and also went to L.A. where me and Mamtaku met up <laughs> for a couple of days. And why did we meet up there? Can you, can you explain? <laughs> this is one of those where it would be really fun to make people guess. Like, guess why... We went to LA in December and just like, I can't imagine mm -hmm. what people would think, but the, the, the answer is that we went to the BTS concert. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't actually go to the actual concert. We were in like the next venue over, like following it along on a big screen. I had a ticket to the concert, but I mm. gave my ticket up so that I could sit in the YouTube stadium with my <laughs> friend and we could watch it live on a screen. And the person who got my seat is a friend. So it worked out very well for everybody. Yep. So, and it was a lot of fun seeing everyone prepare for the concert and how much fun everyone had. And afterwards, uh, we went to IHOP, which was also great. We, another another thing to check off on your American fast food checklist. Yes, which got another got Chipotle checked off, got IHOP checked off, Trader Joe's got checked off that trip. So I don't know. Is there anything left for me? You you checked off Olive Garden. That's you haven't been to Red Lobster yet. That one's kind of a. I mean, as a vegetarian, that's kind of uh -huh. though. <laughs> uh, true. Okay. But I'll keep it in mind if I ever give up on my morals and values. <laughs> yeah, that kind of rules out Popeye's chicken too, which is another must do in America. Yeah. But but you've been yeah, you've you've done really well with like American junk food. Yep. So until we meet again. <laughs> so we did get our December trip together, which was incredible. It was it was good to see each other again. Even though it was rather brief. Yes, and I know I'm do a trip across the ocean to you, but we shall see when that happens. Yes, we shall see if that ever happens. That, that's why I was glad that I could come over, honestly, because I was like, I don't know when I'll see you again if I don't come now. And you literally slipped in like right before Omicron and got back, I, I think like the within two days of, of restrictions going back into place. Oh no, for I don't know who in the US, but back home there were already quite strict restrictions and they got even stricter while I mm. was over. So, but um yeah, I kind of ended my trip in Utah where there weren't that many restrictions anyway, so it was a good trip, but yeah, afterwards it was full lockdown when I, once I got home. So, one less her one last hurrah before uh, buckling down. So the anniversary podcast that we're about to about to air, uh, I've already asked you this, but you know how have our thoughts changed? One thing you mentioned was you were hoping to go to Japan during this anime season, which I don't think that's going to happen dun, anymore. Dun. No, no. Also, I spend a lot of money in 
Vegas, so I'll <laughs> 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 uh, I have to save up for that again. So that's that's actually not a horrible. Uh... But yeah, they're they're still closed, right? Japan, I to I uh, so. foreigners, yeah. so not that's not going to happen anytime soon. Another topic that we touched on that was uh, there was a lot of discussion about at the time, and of course we chimed in was the AOT no requiem ending, and right. you know our feelings on that. We probably need to do another sensitivity listen to what we said because, as I understand it, somebody that team has suffered some um, some really terrible tragedies is and is on hold because of that, and so regardless mm. of our feelings about the project, I think Luna and I both just wanted to extend sympathies to everybody. And for those listening to remember that, you know, when this was published in October, things were slightly different. I mean, my attitude then is my attitude now that if that ending makes you feel happy, I'm happy for you. But, um, you know, I think now if we were talking about it, we would be a little more gentle. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think we concluded that the work is not for us, but we do... uh, extend our best wishes to the team after they've taken some time off we'll get back into things and finish their project and another thing that we discussed was you know the fandom's thoughts on the manga's ending and um, how they felt about it and especially the japanese fandom and again six months ago it was a different world and we kind of thought they were okay with it but then our favorite American politician, Paul Gosar, who is also famously known for the ad all the siblings made denouncing him as a <laughs> candidate <laughs> uh, for public office, um, released a video uh, using um, the Attack on Titan opening, killing other American politicians, which really, I think, opened uh, a lot of people's eyes in Japan as to what a lot of people take away as a message, unfortunately, from Attack on Titan. Um, So I think people's opinions definitely have changed on that. And I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, we both felt like Isayama would, uh, and then that the uh, anime team would stick with the ending as it was written. But mm. being that that gained so much exposure, it may be that they tweak it slightly. And I think Isayama in the months since the ending, they have made comments about the ending being perceived. And and I, they're aware of it, but they were sort of, I don't want to say flippant, but kind of dismissive of it. Like, you know, nobody mm. in their right mind would read this series and think genocide is good. But the ghost art video might might sway that a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see if there is a change to the ending just out of consideration for that global perspective. I, I wonder, I feel like, th- did you read Isayama's latest statement? I think it came out maybe a couple of weeks ago that he was aware that a lot of people were disappointed with the ending, uh, but that he tried his best, something right. like that. Yeah. Which I can kind of sympathize with because, you know, he poured, you know, over a decade of his life into this. On the other hand, I'm also... Yeah, you definitely had the tools to handle this better, but you have made some questionable choices over that past decade. The one I remember is the one that the editor wrote, where apparently they did discuss, you know, the treatment of genocide or or 
okay. whether it was okay. That's the one I remember. I, I, don't, can... I don't think I've read that one. Okay. What did it say? It was that uh, some surprise over people reading it as being, I don't want to misquote it. I wish I had looked it up. But basically, that editor was aware of the discussion that people mm -hmm. were having. And the reply was sort of like, well, if that's what they take from it, that's not bad because other people will, you know, will know differently or something like that. It was really weird. And it's always hard to know what's being said in the translation, what's being uh, lost in the true. translation. I think I recall something like that. And I think it was more like, well, you know, I can't force people to think a certain way. Like if people take that away from it, it there was some bright side at the end, and I don't remember the bright side, but I don't recall find, that either. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can find those and we'll just put them in the show notes for anybody who wants to look that up. Uh, and I don't think there's been any reaction outside of the outside of the fan base regarding what Paul Gosart did. I don't think there's been anything official, but I just am certain that they I, are wasn't aware he, of it. Weren't there like repercussions for him though? For Gosart? Yeah. He was censored by the Democrats, but not the Republicans. Oh, okay. The other thing I wanted to mention was uh, there regarding the anime season, there has been a video released with the director and the CGI, uh, the, the chief animator, I would assume. And it's about 40 minutes long, and it's really, really interesting. And I would love to discuss that. This probably isn't the time, but maybe we can discuss that a little bit in two weeks when we record our anime discussion. I guess so. I guess so. All right. And I will put a drop a link to that too, just in case people are not aware of it and and want to watch it. But I think if you if you watch that interview and, and kind of get a, a feel for just how much thought they're putting into this, like I I feel like the anime is in such good hands right now. And I haven't watched Sunday's episode. My understanding is that uh, there's some disappointment that there were too many pictures of trees, but if they decided to take some, <laughs> I short just saw forest memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see one person speak very positively about it, saying that because it was the animation was limited, it really made you focus on the words, and the words of this episode are far more important than the facial expressions. So I thought that was a nice spin. Um, but honest to goodness, if they decided to cut a few corners with the animation here. When you read about what they did with other moments, then I think you'll soften. You'll, you'll be a little more understanding. Like this episode, this season has just been incredibly hard for them. Like they talked, they laughed a little bit about having no idea how the how Aaron's founding Titan moves. There's no indication in the manga. Does <laughs> it? You know, how is it walking? They it, didn't it just know. floats. It floats. <laughs> <laughs> they had to make that up. And Luna, I was thinking about you in particular. Isayama specifically requested uh, Gothkasa and Nerdman from the future to be included. Of course. But once once the director got that directive, he was like, huh, what else can I add? So <laughs> he, threw, he threw Sauna Reiner into the memory scene and apparently Isayama loved it. So Of course he did. Of course he did. Naked Reiner in the sauna. What's there not to love? So that was a little fun fact. I just, yeah, hilarious. It was quite a prominent frame, at least to me. I noticed naked Sana Reiner before I uh, noticed God Casa. In, uh, and I think in. that was like the only episode you watched or like you weren't going to watch it until we told you that was there. That might have been 
uh, a convincing factor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen every episode this season. I'm now I'm three episodes behind, so I have to catch up before uh, we record. Yeah, and I'm one episode behind. I need to, but it's only been a day, and yes, I'm really well, looking, <laughs> really looking forward to Sunday's episode. Okay, well, I guess that's it. Is there anything we're forgetting? So in two weeks, we're recording the anime episode. Yes. And when are we recording our next Chojin X one? Um, I would guess two weeks after that. Okay. So we'll probably upload the Chapter 9 podcast somewhere this month, and then we'll go back into recording for it as well. And if we find the anime riveting, maybe we'll do a couple of episodes about it. Who I knows? Know. Who knows? I so, don't even know what uh, yeah, month this, it is, so keep so, your expectations no, <laughs> low. <laughs> so yeah, this was kind of our disclaimer. Hi, uh, we've been gone. We're back. Enjoy this thing we recorded six months ago. Exactly, which don't is basically say, a three and a half year anniversary yes. podcast now. But yeah. uh, Almost four years, yes. Uh, and don't <laughs> say that I never, what is the expression? Like, it can't be said that I don't complete what I've started because six months, it's still, you know, at least it's done. Better late than never. Basically. I hope okay. so. Yes. As always, I would like to thank our former patrons because uh, we don't have any at the moment because we decided to shut it down. As you know, we've not been recording. We've not been editing <laughs> the past couple of months. So we didn't think it would be fair to uh, keep it open. And I think we already stopped charging people for several months, so it just made sense to shut it down. Yeah. So if you want to support the podcast from now on, just share, like, subscribe, whatever it is you that you do on whatever platform it is that you're listening to. Yeah, the only difference without the donations is we're no longer using like a premium version of our recording. So if there's a huge change in how this sounds, this intro, then it's because we're not starting with as good files, I guess, right? I mean, that's we've we've canceled a few of our subscriptions. Yes. We might open it up when we, we get back into the swing of things, but for now, your support in every other way is much appreciated, as always. As always. Thank you. Okay, so on to the anniversary podcast. On to the anniversary podcast. Let's go. Welcome to Here Big Girls Attack on Titan podcast. I'm Mom Taku. And I'm Luna. And we're back for our third year anniversary <laughs> extravaganza. Although far less extravaganza than our last two anniversary podcasts. Oh, for but. sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this time we decided just to do an AMA. The series was over. We felt like we'd talked about everything there was to talk about. And I don't know, the mood of the entire fandom was just not very celebratory. I don't know mm. anybody who was celebratory. So, yeah. Yeah. Plus, I think we already had like the entire server on for the final chapter. Did we ever post anything of that final chapter read through? Yeah, we did. We did a whole podcast episode on it. We didn't do any of the extras, but we did do, uh, I think we posted it to Spotify. Yeah, I'm sure we did. 
Yeah, yeah, that was after we did the read through though with the entire server. We did the podcast recording, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. So that was already a big event where people could listen in live. So I think that was our one. We only do one big podcast a year, so that was our big one. We don't need another one. No, no. But I return to Attack on Titan now briefly. Um, I did you notice that Petter and uh, James are still doing like Dude, regular they Attack are, on Titan? They are starting a new read through of the entire series. That's and I'm dedication. Like, where are you getting this enthusiasm from? Like, how are you? I mean, props to them, but like, I, I'm not as invested in it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it again. Yeah, I definitely needed a break. So, but I, um, but yeah, I wanted to mention them because, like, if anybody is not done with the series, they're still plugging along regularly with. Yeah, they have Attack like every content. single month. They have new content for you mm-hmm. guys. So, I mean, yeah, good for them. Uh, yeah, I I know I couldn't do it. <laughs> That's for sure. I feel like I could. Like, if any, if people ask me questions, I don't shut up. You know, I still have a lot of thoughts. I just mm. feel like I've said I've said everything there is to say. I don't know that I've got the motivation to actually like start talking about it unless somebody I mean, engages how, me. I haven't been there in a while, but how active is your Tumblr at the moment? Not at all. Uh, I, I I went through a period of about a month where I was trying to be like answer all my asks and you know, engage, engage, engage. I don't think I've touched it in a month. They probably think I'm dead. Well dang. I know. It's not like me. I'm usually like, but I was active on Andrew's server when the new chapter of AOT uh, No Requiem came out. I couldn't resist the chance to like dive in and have conversation about that. That was fun. I I saw the title or no, I saw a a tweet by Andrew. Um, you know, um, showing off his um, reaction to the final chapter. And he said, the art that was great. Yeah, the art is fantastic, no doubt. Uh, yeah, rest, mm, not so much. He liked it. He gave it a six he out did? of ten. Yeah. Oh, that, okay, that's more, uh, I, yeah, approving of it than I expected him to be. Yeah, yeah. Now, on, Andrew's, uh, Andrew's been great about it. He's been, I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't have a, I think he kind of shipped Aaron and Historia a little bit. and Probably, yeah. You know, and it's a situation where nobody likes the ending. Nobody, no, well, <laughs> there are people that liked it, but nobody really felt satisfied. Like the ending felt lacking, and I think deliberately so. Um, so a lot of people are scrambling to find, and even people who were not like pro-genocide, pro-rumbling, pro-whatever, <laughs> they, you know, well, let's see if this one's any better. You know, they're just very open to the mm. idea of, of an alternative that gives them that sense of satisfaction that they didn't get from the series. I get it. Yeah, um, I do too. That being said, though, I um, the German YouTuber I sometimes watch, Kefkovic, I didn't see the video, but the title was Aaron marries Historia and Floch is the priest. Is that... I, not, I mean, that was the spoil. Now, the spoiler was Aaron leading Historia through the woods and Flock standing there waiting for. I mean, it, I think that's a rumor, but the art kind of gives the indication that, yeah, that something like that is going to happen. There. That wait, I thought the final chapter was out. Is there still more to come? 
there's more to come. There's at least one or two more to come. So we have not gotten the conclusion of the riveting Uh, Aotino Requiem. Because I was looking at that and I just burst out in laughing. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think people are really hoping, the the fans of that series are really hoping that – you know, they they want romance. They want this to. Go I mean, somewhere. that was the whole point, right? I, I think so. I, I mean, obviously, it was to, uh, you know, vindicate Aaron and give Aaron <laughs> all the goodies in life, including the hot babe, the hot blonde babe, not the hot dark haired babe. I mean, blondes do have more fun. You and I would both know. We would. <laughs> but yeah, I really thought we'd get more asks about that. I think we got one. So I, I may not get to give my opinion. Well, we'll see. Let's see if we get some spicy things or we're going to have to come up with some spicy questions for each other ourselves. Exactly. Mm. All right. Well, let's dive in. Dun, dun, dun. Famous last word. <laughs> <laughs> so our first ask came from Ikanto on Tumblr. He said, are you guys up for an anime original ending? If so... How would you want it to be different from the manga? So, Luna, how do you feel about that? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I listen. It's no secret that I was dissatisfied with the ending, so I would love for it to be different. I think the main part that bothered me was um, the kind of the justification of all the horrible things Aaron did and all his friends kind of ignoring that to kind of empathize with him. And yeah, I, I hope that they make the tone of it all a little bit better in the anime. Do you consider that an anime original ending though? I mean, I'm saying that's what happened in the manga. So I hope that they don't go that way. I'm not saying like, oh, I want a completely different, like I want uh, Reiner to uh, steal Historia from Farmer Kun and uh, he lives heavily ever after on Pirati and Jean marries Mikasa and Ani and Arbin, you know, start ruling what's left of Marley. I don't know, something crazy like that. No, I don't, I don't want that per se. I think I agree with you. Like I just wanted expanded more. I, I would like a few things clarified? I don't know. I think I think the anime can do a lot to fix what was wrong with the series just by changing the tone a little bit and maybe developing a few things that were glossed over mm. very quickly, giving just a little more resolution. And they may not though. It, it if it is a uh, very much verbatim adaptation, I think a lot of people. I think oh my god, I think we're going to start the whole scream fest again of angry people because I do think like Hope, not having hope is a terrible Mm. thing. And people who were frustrated with the ending of the manga are kind of got their hopes up that the anime is going to fix it. And I think there's going to be a lot of rage and disappointment when that does not happen. Oh, that's, that's not, yeah, I'm, I'm not holding my breath for any of that. Honestly, I just, listen, even if they don't change the ending, like, We'll have a nice soundtrack to look forward to, at least. Mm-hmm. And that's that's maybe all we can take away from it that we enjoy. And if that is it, then that's it. I, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know what they're going to do. 
have you read any manga where they didn't drastically change the ending? And I'm just talking about the ending, not like, oh, we're going to skip over three arcs and <laughs> or the, the manga isn't know. finished I'm yet, thinking. so we have to make up something. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Full Metal Alchemist, the first version of that one definitely yeah. made up their own ending. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of flipping through series in my brain and I'm not coming up with any like, oh, yeah, that was totally different. Are you? Um. Well, The Promised Neverland apparently was very different, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen that. So, and wasn't, I heard Tokyo Ghost also had some discrepancies between the manga and... But not nothing where it just went in a whole different direction. I think people are hoping that the Attack on Titan season four just goes in a totally different direction. And I just can't imagine, and that would be very publicly calling the original ending trash. And I just can't see an anime studio doing that. I think, I think if Isayama had more time and could develop things differently in the anime, he would certainly be up for that. And maybe he will, you know, maybe a little I mean, bit of tonal changes. I mean, he certainly made changes before to things that he was like, ah, I wish I'd done that differently. Right. Uprising. Definitely. I feel like with season one, all of the changes were because he was a new mangaka and didn't really have much choice because he's been, if you read between the lines for the season one changes, I don't think he was happy about those. I think those were battles he lost, but as he became a more popular mangaka (laughs) and had more power, he had more sway. And I do think like uprising, the changes were mostly his idea. You know, he was definitely more open to that. So I really don't know. I don't know what to expect. I'm going to expect a carbon copy ending. That way there's yeah. no disappointment if that's I the way I think it that is. would be the safest way to go into it. Just expect it to be exactly the same. And then. And I'm okay with that because like you were saying, with music, with you know, voice acting, with animation, it's going to be an improvement. It's going to be clearer. It's going to feel di- – it's going to hit differently. So even if they do an original – or uh, stick with – the program, I feel like it's gonna, it's gonna be an improvement. Yeah, I'm not so sure I feel the same way as you. But even if my feelings about the uh, the story in itself doesn't change, at least, maybe I'll appreciate the voice acting or the music and well, yeah, it's we'll gonna see. hit differently because and I think we talked about that, like we were all very disappointed but the anime audience is going to have a totally different That's they're going to be true. getting yeah. episodes every week the rumbling is going to be fresh in their mind they're not going to have a year between plot points monthly agony it's just you know to be able to see the series quickly in 3 months to get like the entire arc presented mm-hmm. it's going to hit differently and i i don't know any anyone will change radically how they feel about it. But I think whether or not the anime audience has the same complaints that we do will be a really good judge of whether or not the ending was as bad as we think it is. If the Mm. anime audience enjoys it, then a lot of the ills that we faced were because of the method that we consumed it and not necessarily the ending itself. Agree to disagree on that one. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. Uh, next question is from... Um, this is also from Ekanto. Oh, is it? I thought it was maybe yeah. from um, Polka or something. No, no. Also from uh, Ekanto. Um, and... Yeah, let, let 
me ask the first question to Mamtaku. Ekonta uh, says, I've been thinking about a scenario where Erwin lives, and I want to ask your opinion about it. And you may have been asked this before, but I wanted to see what you thought about these specific aspects. Mainly, do you think he would be with or against Aaron? And do you think he'd figure out what Aaron was planning before everyone else did? And he ends with, by the way, Aaron Yeager is love. Aaron Yeager is life. Don't forget it, you heathens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. So I, I definitely think Isayama's, we've talked about this in past podcasts, has tried very hard to say in the manga that Erwin Smith would not support the rumbling and the genocide. I mean, Levi and Hanji didn't support it. Erwin wouldn't support it. His face has been basically like, zoomed in 400% while those words appeared in the manga. Uh, yeah, and I think the ending with the entire Survey Corps appearing kind of solidified that. Yeah, so there's no way he would support global genocide. But whether or not he was planning what Aaron was going to do sooner, that's where, you know, I hate I always hate comparing Hanji and Erwin, but I do think that this is one area that he would have excelled. He would have probably sussed out the wine sussed out Aaron or or Aaron would not have had the freedoms, the the kind of the carte mm. blanche to do what he wants the way it seems he had with Hanji. I do think Erwin was different in that way, but I'm always hesitant to say that things would have been radically different or better because I do think that Hanji, Hanji's strengths as a commander was the railroad. And, you know, I mean, your strengths are always your weaknesses, right? Like what Hanji excelled at mm. was getting paradise on the world stage and getting the port and the and the weapons and you know just really moving them forward quickly. I don't think Erwin would have accomplished quite as much in that regard. Wow, he would have had yeah, Hunchy taking care of that. Yeah, he wouldn't have embraced it quite as easily as Hanji did. So, but I do think it would have been a very different story. And well, the thing is like part of Aaron's motivation were his friends, but if Erwin lived, that means that Armin died, right? Mm. So who knows what Aaron would have been like, and like would would he still hang on so dearly to um, saving his friends if like one of his closest friends already he couldn't save him, or would he still stick around? Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I've thought a lot about that. I really feel like if Armin, if Erwin had lived and Armin had died, Aaron would have gone rogue immediately. There's no way he wouldn't. Or Levi would have been an enemy. Erwin would have and been a Mikasa source of resentment. would have left with Mikasa Aaron. Mikasa would have sure. followed exactly, and maybe they would have more quickly gotten together with Zeke. I just it would have been such a different story. I can't see Aaron staying with the Survey Corps with Armin gone. No, not at all. They would have like run off to their little cabin in Sweden or else <laughs> gone to Marley, met up with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question is from Anand on Tumblr. It's for the three year anniversary podcast. Congrats. Thank you, Anand. They write It's really interesting to me that my friends who only watch the anime are completely against a full rumbling. When I ask which plans they prefer, they all pick the 50 year plan or euthanasia. Never the complete rumbling. Of course, they all love Chadron, but it's <laughs> astounding to me that they all know he's putting on a persona while many manga readers fully believed it. 
Even my friends who've read the manga after it was completed all thought the ending was good for the most part and that everything that happened was pretty much expected. Aaron doing the rumbling for his friends, not his own selfish reasons, Mikasa killing him. So now I'm wondering if it's better to just not be in a fandom for future <laughs> anime series, because it seems to me that those who go on bl- go in blind tend to enjoy and low-key understand the story much better than people who read the manga and make theories. It's a bit ironic, don't you think? What do you think? I mean, it's it's a little bit of both, right? Like people who are really into the series and really discuss it, they make up their own theories and you kind of hold on to those as well. Whereas like casual viewers, they're just like along for the ride. So they don't care as much. That being said, like people who discuss it more also pick up on things that casual readers or watchers don't. So I think it can go either way. Being in a fandom can be a lot of fun in the sense that you can find kindred spirits and, you know, have somebody who also likes that one weeby thing that you like which you might not find in you know in IRL but but it also creates echo chambers which is what happened with our series or you know people get really nasty Mm -hmm. which yeah at the end it did yeah my people my friends who enjoy the series casually definitely had a higher enjoyment level over in general their expectations are lowered and Yeah. I mean, I do think there's something to that, like just enjoying something on your own and Mm. not getting caught up in fandom. I think it's always good to like enjoy something first and then just look at, I don't know, fan art and then just leave the rest of the fandom be like, don't look at Twitter. Mm -hmm. Stay off of Reddit. (laughs) I do have a few friends that I've met over the years in and out of the Attack on Titan fandom who left because they enjoyed the series more when they weren't part of a community. And that's, I mean, you can't fault them for that. Like, they still enjoy the series. They just enjoy the series better off alone. But I think that kind of happens when every series reaches a certain threshold of people who enjoy it, watching it or reading it. Like, at a certain point, it gets so big that all the people who have a different opinion from you, also, that group grows exponentially. So... I can understand why people are like, nah, I'm good. I don't need you to hear what you think. Thanks for nothing. Bye. <laughs> well, Anand, I'm really glad you have like IRL friends who are chill about the series and enjoy it mm-hmm. because it's hard to None find. of my IRL <laughs> people that I, no, n- nobody enjoyed it. I mean, we, we disagreed uh, on why we didn't enjoy the ending, <laughs> but yeah, so. I'm glad that some people out there kind of liked it, though. There weren't for, I think, uh, yeah. Do we know any people personally who like the ending? I don't think so. No. And it's funny, I did have a conversation almost exactly like this with, um, maybe I shouldn't say their name. We had the conversation, you know, did fandom benefit you? And we all decided, Mm. really? I mean, there's been good and bad. Some of the people, the decision was no, it didn't, you know, that they're skittish of fandom now, that this experience has ruined fandom for them. I think all of us are more cautious now with fandom. I don't think anybody is going to like deep dive instantly into another one, not without like (laughs) having all sorts of walls up and vetting people differently. And just, you know, I do think it jades people. Mm, Yeah, I guess. 
but like for us, there were of course good things from it, like the oh yeah, oh yeah, podcast, like I have no a lot regrets. of friends. So, yeah. but going into another series, would I do it again? Heck no, heck no, <laughs> not the way I did Attack on Titan. I mean, like yeah, if we look at the net results, I'd say definitely it was a positive for us. That being said. I don't think we would be able to get this yeah, a similar experience even from a new series. It's a different fandom yeah. now. I mean, like what I mean is like fandom in general is different than it was five years ago. True. It's it's not, it's, I don't know. May, you know what? Maybe it hasn't changed. Maybe I'm just like <laughs> jaded, but I feel like the climate of fandom is different now than it was when Tumblr was the platform that people were using. and. And we're also getting older, right? We're, we're well, aging true. out out of the the anime uh, age group. I say that a little bit in jest, of course, but as we start a brand new series, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah. <laughs> Bottom line: does does fandom ruin a series? It can definitely, but you never know till you try. All right, uh, and we have an I think a different anon from Tumblr asking us, hello, I follow Montaku's blog on Tumblr and I saw an ask there related to Claymore, which I haven't read or seen. So you'll have to fill me in on that. I don't remember this ask. Oh, okay. <laughs> no idea. Anyway, um, Anon says that he or she remembers a line that the author Norihiro Yagi said during an interview at the time. It's not necessary uh, to the protagonist to be involved in everything. The outside world will do whatever it does without them. And the world is too big for one person to cover completely. So setting unrelated. So a setting unrelated to the protagonist is what allows a world to expand. Do we think that this could have be applied in SNK and that in the final chapters, especially things would have worked better if we didn't have such a big focus on Aaron and saving him? That's a really good quote. I mean, there's so much that Isayama did wrong with the ending that I have to think <laughs> following Norihiro Yagi's advice would have helped. I don't know how it would have been different, though. You know, I, I think one mistake that Isayama made was when he did focus on the outside world, that mm. he made the outside world just horrible, like unrealistically so. He focused almost entirely on on making it look awful and then trying to soften it a little bit and making Aaron look awful and then trying to soften it a little bit. And it just end up not, I don't know. No, I get what you mean. I mean, would the ending have been better? If the group was not so focused on saving Aaron, that's a hard yes for me. What about you? Oh, definitely. And I'd say a setting unrelated to the protagonist. Does it? Does Marley fit that description? Because mm -hmm. I loved Marley, <laughs> so and that did a lot to develop the world, I think, and give us a view of what life was like on the outside of the walls. And what life was like for the Eldians that weren't on Paradis, but also the view of others in the world and how they viewed those, you know, devils or island devils. 
and then of course yeah we get to the end of the story and it's like oh well guess it was all our own fault and you're like oh that, that that's a weird change of heart but what were you gonna say I've, i have been thinking about this a lot do you looking back at the series now mm-hmm. do you think it would have been better if marley was its own spinoff series and had not been part of the Attack on Titan world, do you think adding that whole other world, adding all those characters just sort of like muddied the waters and made the story too big and too unwieldy, and in the end, nobody got the attention they deserved? Nobody got the fulfillment they needed? No, absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. No. No, I loved it. it like I just said, it added so I know, much but to what the if world. It, I said... But would it if if no? Let's just it shouldn't say, have been a, a standalone. It sh- like this is what was needed in the series. It's hmm. just where it went afterwards that is the issue. But Marley was great. Yeah, no, it was a much needed. No, addition. and I agree. I agree. Marley was great, but I can't help but wish. I just I do feel like I didn't get what I wanted from either cast. You know, suddenly your cast gets doubled in size, your problems get doubled in size, and in the end nobody gets the fulfillment that they want. It's like you got a piece of pie with eight slices and suddenly got 32 slices and nobody nobody gets enough to really taste anything, if that makes mm. sense. Like I think now I, I personally would have rather the series stopped, not included, 91. I'd rather – I'd like Reiner to still be a character. I don't know. I, I just – I. For Marley to have its own focus and to keep that focus and a resolution just for them, I I think it would have been preferable. Listen, the cast was amazing. It was just the the world world building outside of that. Like, what do the Marleyans think about the Eldians? What does the rest of the world think? How did we come to this situation? Can we like? I felt it was really hard to connect to the rest of the world because everybody seemed kind of evil and like looking down on the Eldians and then when they finally have good reason to because Eren is here to destroy them it's all of a sudden like yeah this is all our fault now we brothers on ourselves I guess what I'm saying is since it wasn't done well I would rather it have been done on its own no it was done well it just the aftermath of it should have been handled better. He should have integrated it more. That is what I'm saying. It should not have mm-hmm. been a standalone at all. You just want more Irwin and Levi focus. No, no, no. I just, I just, I didn't feel so, like I loved, I just felt like the Marley cast, they just got dumped. And that like, it's like the, the parodies cast got dumped for the Marley cast. And then Marley cast got dumped for the parodies cast. And then yeah. it ended up just not feeling good. Yeah. And well, I think I would have just rather I'd rather have had one story instead of trying to smash two together in ways one cast. But that was a- I mean it would if it had been developed well, I would have loved it, but it just it ended up just being like a piece of pie cut into 32 slices when really everybody needed a regular slice. Well, the thing is I think the switch to Marley was good. I mean, I can understand why people miss the other casts and like we didn't know what they were up to and how things were developing on their end. And I can understand that part was frustrating for some. I think then the switch back and then the focus on 
Paeri and their cast was rougher because at that point he should have integrated them more. And that didn't happen very well. That I can agree with. But I think the perspective that Marley brought was very necessary. Yeah. Well. Agree to disagree? I guess. (laughs) Did we answer this? I guess we did. I think so. More or less? Basically, we said the ending sucked. Anything would have been better. <laughs> you have to keep that soundbite in. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think the ending sucked. It just, uh, just like literally, it could have been so good. It just needed a few tweaks. It could have been. It could have been fixed. <sighs> oh well. Next, Luna for the AMA. This is also in a non on Tumblr. How's the future looking for the podcast? I sadly discovered you guys pretty late, but I've been enjoying your content. I would love if you continue to talk about SNK related, but of course it's up to you guys. So do you want to talk about the future of the podcast? Uh, <laughs> well, for now, definitely we're reacting to Children X whenever a new chapter comes out. And once the anime starts back up, we'll definitely be discussing SNK again. At least that's the plan, isn't it? That is the plan. That's the plan. But other than that, do we have anything? Well, you say you have things you would like to talk about regarding SNK, but I don't. So maybe you should join Petter and uh, <laughs> James. No, I I'm, I can't <laughs> even keep up with what I've got right now with my blog. So, yeah. But I mean, there's like, oh, my God, how many episodes? And we have 30 plus podcasts of SNK content so that should keep you busy for a long time and yeah when the anime comes back we'll talk about it more and yeah so far that's basically all that's on our schedule for now at least and we'll probably be all that's on our schedule for now (laughs) anything else you want to add to that but thank you Anon (laughs) our next question is from Faya Halo Halo on YouTube. Happy early anniversary, well, late anniversary at this point. (laughs) Thank you so much for your work on this podcast. I have a question for Montaku. What is your favorite Irwin smile? This is a reference to that wonderful video. (laughs) Video and post. Mm -hmm. And post. Oh, my bad. Much love from Argentina. Thank you. Uh, How did you say the name? I think Faya Halo. So this is, okay, I know, Luna, you care nothing for this ask, but this is my favorite and made me smile. So the Irwin (laughs) Smith, okay, so for the uninformed, I did an Irwin Smith smile master post. Uh, I think I started it, my gosh, six years ago or no, five years ago at least on Tumblr, just kind of chronicling all the times that Irwin smiled. I started it in 2015. And added to it as we got more smiles. And it's my favorite post on Tumblr that I've ever written. And it's it's covering <laughs> around, you know, 3,000 notes, which isn't a huge number. But every time I look at it, I smile. And I like it so much that I did a video of the post. So if you are interested in all the times Erwin Smith has smiled in the manga, we will have a link and a video that you can listen to. So there is that. But looking at the smiles, I probably do need to up this, update this. We have at least 13 of them there. 
And I did give thought to this before the podcast, and I still couldn't decide. I do think, though, my favorite smile is, Luna, I will send you the link so you can look along. (laughs) I am opening the link. Okay. Okay, which number do I need to scroll to? Well, you get to pick out your own favorite Irwin Smith smile, too. So I think my favorite is number nine, which I called the Levi Smile reprise. And that's the one where Levi threatens to break Irwin's legs and mm. Irwin starts to giggle. And I I just I've always loved that one because it was such a tense moment. And it's just like Irwin just lost it. And I never thought I would see Irwin lose it. And then of course the um the smiles at the goodbye. I mean it's hard not to love that because I would say number 13 would be my second favorite where he thanks Levi because honestly, that's all I wanted was Erwin at the end of his life to die feeling like he'd accomplished something and having Levi tell him that he'd fought hard, that it's because of him he'd come this far to kind of relieve him of all that guilt and all that burden and for Erwin to be able to smile and say thank you. It's just my happy ending, my happy ending right there. So, yes, thank you, Faya Halo, for this chance to gush about my guy and look at these smiles. So, Luna, you have to be nice. You have to be nice. The, the early art is a bit rough, so I don't know why you included number two. Because I that, that not only is that a, a pancake f- ass, that's a pancake face, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> it's because it was an official. When you are doing a master post, my friend, you include everything. You do not get to choose. This was not <laughs> the hot Irwin smile master post. This was the Irwin smile. So all of them are there. All of them. Okay. 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 Um, I will. And where is your fandom? Why hasn't your fandom done the Reiner Braun smile master post? You know? The dude is depressed 24-7. Has he ever smiled? I I have to do all the heavy lifting here with Erwin. (laughs) Anyway, um, which is my favorite? I think number four. Because he seems pretty unhinged in that as well. (laughs) Partially. That was a good one. That's when uh, Annie... Yeah. Let's herself be eaten, or the female Titan lets herself be eaten. I'm surprised you didn't pick um, 10B, the dad, you are such an embarrassment smile. Uh, 10B. Oh, no, that 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 one gives me nightmares. <laughs> that's that's a horrible one. That's I, And the anime made it even worse because he just looks like a goddamn fool screaming. <laughs> like that. Your last like I, chance to be nice about Erwin, and you have to... I mean, you, I was until you specifically asked me about this. What am I going to be? Not honest? You know how I am. I'm Dutch. You're Dutch. You, you, you should know yes. by now. <laughs> Go watch Ted Lasso if you uh, want to get that <laughs> reference. Have you? Do you watch Ted Lasso? It's on no, Apple. Oh, it's on original. Apple Plus. Yeah. Oh, so I don't, it is so good. If that. you get that, it is the most, like, it is my happy place right now. It is such <laughs> a lovely series. And when the Dutch football player, they were like, he's not being a dick, he's Dutch. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, you you have experience, first-hand experience, so you would know. With Dutch brutal honesty. It was so, anyway, if you get the chance to like, you know, pirate it or whatever. Who knows? Maybe. Okay, our next ask was from YouTube. Robin was here. 
And Robin was here, writes, please get on Instagram if you're not. You are the bestest. Favorite ending, <laughs> though, fan or real? And options on a potential sequel. Love y'all. Okay, Instagram's not going to happen, ever. I don't even know what we would post on there, honestly. So, Well, I, people don't just post on Instagram anymore. They fight on Instagram now. So we could get oh, on no, there. Oh, no, then, then definitely no Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could get on there and fight because I have a friend who's on Instagram and um, sent me screenshots of like all the fighting on Instagram. So apparently like if you want to fight about the ending, Instagram is also the place to do it. So. Yeah, let's let's not. Let's not. I, no, I'm, I, I'm, Instagram is my happy place where I just see pictures of cute cats and stuff like that. Why do you have to ruin everything? Well, I, I, I'm not even on Instagram anymore. I think I'd pop in maybe once a week to, you know, look at like mm -hmm. my three friends' photos and uh, click a few like buttons. Yeah, I sometimes see that you have clicked a like button, so I know you're still there. I, 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 I hear the fighting is terrible on Instagram. I don't know how. How do you? How do people manage to fight on Instagram? In the comments or in the DMs? I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah, both would be possible, but. Either way, I don't, mm, it's not for me. But Robin was here, wants to know about the fan ending or the real ending. Um, I mean, obviously, I, this is our question about AOT No Requiem. Um, neither. <laughs> and I'm saying this uh, as I haven't read any of the Akatsuki No Requiem, or what was it? Yeah. No Requiem, no Requiem. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Ending. So I I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Listen, what the fan ending is trying to fix is not something that I had an issue with. So there is nothing for me to get in the fan ending. Yeah, it's not fixing anything that I thought was broken. I mean, the, the fan ending feels like genocide is bad, but it's also really badass. And you know, <laughs> let's slaughter the world, but make it hot. And I just, that's not what I wanted from this series. Like I already hate that's the kind the exact of opposite that I want. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I, I guess, I don't know that I harbored hope that the fan ending would fix anything with Historia, but it literally what is a case of same actress, different movie. Like Historia is still being forced to get pregnant. She still doesn't have a say that she's going to have to breed, but literally the only difference now is, well, I get to make a choice. I'll choose Aaron rather than yeah. at least I'll choose Farmer. But just, she's in love with Aaron and the Farmer was just like a dude that bullied her and she didn't even I, like. It doesn't fix anything with Astoria. It literally fixes nothing. In fact, I think it's worse because in this ending, Aaron knows what's going on and that the world is going to get wiped out. Why would she have to breed if there's no one else on the world? What's Why not just say, you know what, Historia? I got you, babe. You don't have to breed at all. There's not going to be an issue here. Instead of being like, what if I have a baby? Okay, let's go make one. Like it fixes nothing. Because he wants it, to have the sex or the, the fans want them to have the sex, I guess. I want my sex tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go die. I don't want to die a virgin. I mean, that's it, right? That's basically what Aaron said in the final chapter, right? Yeah. The the fan ending though, I feel like too, it what it what it did was it took away his love for his friends and instead made him very nationalistic. So, 
You take Aaron, you replace his love for his friends with his love for his nation, make him super edgy and hot. It's That's not something I think that we needed. No, no, the exact opposite. More. Oof. Okay. To me, I get it. I get wanting to write an ending that appeals to you and that makes you feel better about certain aspects, but turning Aaron into an edgy nationalist and mm. having Historia still being forced to breed, but just doing it with someone else, like it literally is replace Mikasa with Historia, replace his friends with his nationalism, and then have his have uh, Ymir in there as sort of like a damsel in distress that he's going to try to help, maybe to help mm-hmm. slaughter off the fact that he's murdering the entire world. Like, let's yeah, have so him what do is this one Ymir's nice role in the fan ending? Like, what is? I don't know. That hasn't really oh, been developed okay. yet. <laughs> anyway, but if I had to choose between the two, I would take the real ending a hundred times over because sexy genocide is just not something I'm into. I mean, if you explain it like that, then. I guess now. I mean, I mean, I felt like I felt like the the original also was didn't have a damning enough rhetoric concerning genocide. So I'd say, yeah, I'm gonna stick with neither. No, it's a good place to stick with, to be honest. But if I had <laughs> to choose one or the other, I think the real ending also had its issues, serious issues in the messaging. But I just, I don't know. Turning Aaron into Mr. Nationalism just doesn't work for me, for who I see Aaron as. So it really feels a little bit OOC and great if you like it, but it's not, yeah, not my thing. Okay. Well, I guess that's our answer then. And oh, wait, opinions on a potential sequel. Do you want a sequel? No. Don't you want like uh, the boy with the dog? 2,000 years in the future. No. <laughs> I don't actively want it. If it happens, it happens. I don't actively want it. Do, I'm not sitting awake hoping, hoping that, you know, Isayama's storyboarding out a new Attack on Titan series. Mm. The only sequel I would want ever would be something focused on the veterans, on the, like a prequel of some sort. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Something more lighthearted, if it could be possible in this world. And we've also talked about a great Titan War spinoff. I, you know, there's plenty in the world that could be further developed, but I just don't think that that's Isayama's strength as a writer. I think if Isayama did another series that's mm. very character centric, that's maybe more his strength. Smaller cast, a contained story. I, I would definitely follow whatever he writes. I think he's earned that, but do I actively want it? No. Do we actually have an update on the sauna he was planning to open? Has anything? I have not seen come? a word. I wonder what he's up been up to. I feel like we would have heard. I hope he's relaxing. And the ending does seem to have gone over much better in Japan than here. So hopefully he's happy at relaxing. Like there has just not been the pushback that we've seen with the Western audiences in Asia. Well, re- well, because they were more leading towards Mikasa and Aaron. But I think on the on that part, I think they were fine. But I don't know how they felt about the genocide thing. But maybe let's not get into that. <laughs> um, so we have many, many questions from Paula uh, Abelena. Hope I'm saying mm-hmm. that correctly. Um, she says, greetings from Brazil and happy three-year anniversary. Well, thank you. Okay. 
Can I just say, I started following Paula Abelinda on Twitter, and I wish that this is somebody I wish we'd had as a guest. Oh, well, maybe for the anime. Yeah. Okay, we're putting our call in right now, Paula. Yes, Paula Abelinda. I like your ideas. I don't always agree a hundred percent with them, but I, I love, I love, um, like the Twitter's a little bit fiery and lots <laughs> of ideas, like really strong impressions and really strong ideas. And I think you can see that in some of these asks. There's a lot of, there's a lot of feelings about how this ended. I, th- I remember the the guests I had on for the anime podcast that I did were also quite fiery on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it might be a good fit. It could be good. I think so. Uh, her first question is, uh, do you think it was a good idea to make Mikasa into 2,000-year-old curse by killing the only family she had left? If not, what do you think would have been a better way to end the curse? Or perhaps do you think the curse shouldn't have ended at all? You want to go first on that? <laughs> I think um, there's plenty of receipts in the podcast where I said that Mikasa should not have to kill Aaron. That it just wasn't mm. fair to ask that of Mikasa and no other cast member has had to kill the person they love. And I still stand by that. Like I, they got done dirty. Well, Levi indirectly did, according to you. What? Killed the person. No, I've never said he had to, he, Zeke killed Erwin. Levi let Erwin go. Mortally wounded him, but Levi was the one who made the final choice. (laughs) Well, he made the choice, but (laughs) Levi did not kill Erwin. Levi let Erwin go. Okay, okay. Let Erwin die of his injuries, which I am grateful for. Okay, well- Semantics. Oh, that's getting edited well, well, out. Yes. <laughs> but sorry, where were you in your story? I just, I didn't feel like Mikasa needed to, I didn't, I didn't think it was fair to Mikasa to have to do that. Mm. And I also wonder, like, I think it would have been super interesting if the curse hadn't ended, like to leave that as a threat for people to have to keep that. I mean, I, I think it could have been very interesting. Like sometimes- Problems don't go away and you've got to deal with them. And to see if people could make it work regardless would have been interesting mm. to me. I'm not sure how I feel about – I don't see the curse ending as being a happy ending. I think I'm glad, but was it on my list of things that absolutely had to happen to make this series end well? No. It could have been just as interesting for that to continue to be a factor and to see how people coped with it. I think for me, it was important to end the cycle. So I, yeah, to me, it was important. Um, and I think I've express, expressed that many times throughout. Although I don't necessarily know if I agree with the way <laughs> they ended the curse. And yeah, if you phrase it like that, it's an awful, awful thing that Mikasa was the one who had to kill Aaron. It's just but- so unfair. I am glad that Armin took the credit for the kill. That way Mikasa didn't spend the rest of her life as the poster child of mm. slaughtering Aaron Yeager. Like, can you imagine if that yeah. she got to sort of fade into obscurity while Armin became the poster child? And if we go by the extra pages in the volume, then she at least had a new family, her own family. So which of course didn't quite happen yeah until mm. sometime later but like she was able to find some happiness outside of Aaron and the rest of the Jaegers so 
I mean, officially, I guess it was a happy ending or a good ending for Mikasa, but it's not the one I would have chosen for her. No, no, but if you, like, all things considered, like, it's it could have been a lot worse on her. Oh, it could have been a lot worse, for sure. Yeah. I understand the Aramika community being angry, though. I don't blame them. I think the next ass gets into that, too. Like, Mikasa's potential just... There was all she was always like poised for potential and it just always fell flat. And this that's is what, the one thing that I will agree on you on Mikasa. <laughs> so Paula Abelenda goes on to talk about the whole thing with Hizuru and Kiyomi's introduction and the symbol and how that mark was passed down and came to nothing. Um, the question is considering Mikasa lost her mother and was almost sold to them. Being the last Asian of parodies, plus the manga hinting Mikasa being important to Hizuru, do you believe Mikasa's ending should have involved Hizuru instead of the conclusion that she got in the extra pages? If not, what was the purpose of making Mikasa a descendant of the Hizuru clan when that didn't change the story or develop Mikasa's character? I mean, I don't know what to say except nod, nod aggressively at all of this. Yeah, the whole Hizuru side plot didn't really amount to much, did it? Nothing. I mean, there was a little bit of like during the Marley arc where we didn't quite understand what Kiyomi's role was and what she was getting at. But when it comes to Mikasa, at least, I... Yeah, that, that, that part could have been left out completely of her being a descendant from Hizuru, let alone like a descendant from the Shogun, like that really you have didn't... it. Yeah. You have it yeah. in your notes that it was an abandoned plot line. And I have to agree yeah. with you there. I mean, there was potential there and lots for us to write theories on and it just really went nowhere. But I think Paula's question is, you know, would we have preferred an ending from Mika said that focus on his route? I would have, I would have I'm... preferred any ending. I'm not sure if I wanted a bigger focus on Hizuru. What I would have liked was just more development for Mikasa in general. Like I felt I think like that's what what Paul is getting at. Like if yeah. Mikasa had instead gone to Hizuru and started a life there, I just any any sort of well, just anything relating. I feel like she was not very developed much in the series compared to other characters. Like, she probably had as much development as Connie from Clash of the Titans onward. It was a lot of really good development for the first 50 chapters. Mm. And then just the development was there, but it just wasn't it wasn't ever enough or what we wanted or what I mm. wanted. I just, I always, she's a character where I just always wanted more and I didn't get more. I just, I got more of the same instead of more. Yeah. And that makes a lot of things fall flat for me. Which is a shame. But I can't complain too much because I feel like the fate, Mikasa's fate of not getting enough, not being developed, is a fate <laughs> shared by many in the cast. Historia became a nothing. Reiner became a nothing. Oh, that's you know, not true. Not, that's well, not you know, true. Okay. Okay. You take that back, Missy. You I, take that I back. I <laughs> take it back to a degree, but I, I take it back to a degree, but I feel but like- yes. I feel like Reiner's involvement in the end should have been bigger, especially with the final exhibit and everything that was like hinted mm-hmm. up there. And yeah, Historia, Historia was just like, I don't know, not even a plot device. 
like the arguments, the frustrations I have with Mikasa are the ones I have with so many cast members. Although I think Mikasa got it the worst. Like so I think much Mikasa, more should have been because done. she played such a big role in the end. Mm-hmm. There should have been more focus on her character development. Yeah. And and on establishing the relationship. Definitely. Um, Which leads us to the next slap in the face for Aramika fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised when I read this, but did you not know uh, this? This was this was pretty crazy. I knew I know I knew this before I saw the question from Paula, but like when I first saw that Kawabuko had said this, I was surprised. So um she quotes Isayama saying, When I drew the name of chapter fifty, scream Kawabuko. Uh, the editor in charge said to me, I thought they would kiss. And I recall answering, but it's embarrassing to kiss in this situation. Uh, but actually at the time, I thought it, if I let them kiss, I didn't know how to draw how they would be after kissing. So actually, Mikasa was supposed to kiss Aaron, but when I think about it, I started getting cold feet and couldn't take that step forward. Isayama in the final guidebook. My question is, considering how important Eren and Mikasa's romantic relationship was to the conclusion of the story, do you think Isayama should have developed their romantic relationship since that chapter, Scream? Or do you think Isayama did the right choice by avoiding it? I'm going to give my two cents on it, which is... I would love to hear yours. Definitely that relationship should have been developed more because Petter and I were both like... Mikasa is in love with Eren, but Eren is not in love with her. And then, of course, turned out to be that way. And I think if we had some more that wasn't like ambiguous regarding that sense, that would have been great. Um, but I feel I kind of agree with him that it, well, not embarrassing, but just awkward. Because I feel like Mikasa was feeling it, but I don't feel like Eren was feeling it at all. I don't think the kiss should have happened in 50, but I do think if he had thought about it, he should have done it in 123. Was that um, when they were in Marley? Yeah, that's the what am I to you and their faces are like, and they get interrupted. And I feel like even if there wasn't a kiss in 123, I saw it framed romantic. Lots of people saw it framed as romantic, but mm. a lot of people didn't. A lot of people saw this as nothing but Aaron fact-checking future memories. And I think... No, that's that. That's also part of the fandom, but there were also people who just, you know, wanted to know where where they stood. I would have loved that to have been in-your-face romantic. Now, I already thought it was enough, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I think the kiss in 50 would have been too soon. And I also, I mean, I thought she was going for the kiss too. And I don't think that, and I I think Aaron showed his love for her in that moment just as much. So, but they were what, 14 years old? Like, no, no. Yeah. But a kiss in 123 or some obvious, like blatant, do not ignore this, Mm. Aaron loves Mikasa in 123 would have made a lot of sense. Would have been a lot better. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, the scene where they're all sleeping together in the, um, Mm. in the tent right before he leaves to go, um, go rogue. I mean, just to hold her hand, just something to prove at 123, then people would have had all of that time Mm. to better accept the fact that it was a mutual type of thing. I mean, people mm. still would have said that they were, that he was kissing her forehead because it's his sister or, you know, whatever, <laughs> but it would have helped. 
Definitely. So we both agree that he should have developed their romantic relationship more since it was pivotal to the conclusion of the story. And we both agree that they shouldn't have kissed in chapter 50. But yeah, 50 was too soon. Honestly, 50 was perfect. That was such a good chapter. It was uh, the emotions. I mean, it just hit so good everywhere. And Aaron finally using that coordinate power. And it was, I wouldn't want to change a thing about 50. I'm not sure because I have the episode in my mind, in my memory, but Reiner, Emir, and Bertolt sitting on top of the wall. Was that also the end of chapter 50 or was that just the end of that episode? That was the end. So that was, um, did that actually happen in the episode? Yeah. I think it might be an after credits scene, but it, it definitely happened at the very end. Yeah, chapter 50 is when we also got the three of them on the wall, which was another one of my favorite scenes. Uh, Emir saying being a goddess doesn't feel so bad. And oh, chapter 50 was so good. The good old days. The good old days. When we were filled with hopes and dreams. It's bad to dream, kids. It's bad to dream. Don't dream. <laughs> it's the last time we saw Emir until... Until we saw Marco's her. memory. Yeah. And then we got to see her again as a mute memory again. <laughs> Fun times. Paula also asks about um, the, the final pages. Why draw a bunch of NPCs that have no connection to Aaron visiting his grave instead of the characters we know, such as Armin Levi Reiner? If it's about the passage of time, wouldn't that just be conveyed better by letting us witness our favorite characters getting older instead of just some randoms on the extra pages. I think that's my biggest criticism. I, I am with Paula on that. So yeah, I, I personally would have preferred more development for all the cast instead of just the same, the passage of time through Mikasa's growing family. I mean, we did get to see what happened to them more or less, at least to Levi. I think artistically, I appreciated the, the final pages just because it kind of gave it like a fairy tale aspect, or there was something about it that felt very, yeah, otherworldly. But it's not what I wanted. I mean, it was also beyond their lifespan, right? So mm-hmm. there was more of a passage of time than that involved their lives, but I. It, I mean, the focus was still mostly on Mikasa, not like the random characters that surrounded her or the the boy with the dog. So I don't know. I'm, maybe that's something the anime only ending will change. I hope so. I hope it just is a little more focus on everybody. And finally, next year, we're going to get the final season, part two of Attack on Titan. If you were involved in production, how would you adapt <laughs> the final arc? Would you adapt the extra pages or cut them out? Or would you make a 100% faithful adaptation or an anime original ending? I would include the extra pages. But I would also, I, I, well, I don't know what I would come up with, but I hope they add some more things that weren't included in the manga, but like, show a bit more what's going on in the world, what the state of the world is, and also where some of our favorite characters ended up. Um, 
how would we adapt the final arc? Well, again, I there were some pacing issues. I would like for Historia to have a speaking role before the ending. And I would like <laughs> like the, the memories we see or like the Pat's version of Emir and Bertold and Porco, maybe that they can say something. And I would like it not to be just Sasha and the Survey Corps appearing at the end, but some more people that we have lost along the way. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, other than that, I'm looking forward to the adaptation of chapter 119. See, there's so much good stuff to come. <laughs> there's like, still some good stuff. There's some good stuff to come. Are you looking forward to Hanchi dying, being fully animated? Yeah. Yeah. I, am. <laughs> I, I have so much to look forward to, you know? I remember being so salty in chapter 91 about Erwin being dead and his story being over. And he, he, I got so much, I knew I would get a little bit, but good Lord, could I have gotten any more? So I am. You got a better ending for Erwin than I got for Ryder, who is still alive. <laughs> I loved Hanji's death. I love, I think, I think Isayama did the deaths. I think all of them were a little bit rushed. Like all of them could have had more, but in general, the deaths were so good. Even Flock's death was good. Like everybody gets a good death. <laughs> it's the living characters who got screwed. Except for Levi. Unfair. Levi was such a good ending for him. Yeah, I I this is where I get so because I really did like a lot that happened. And I am really excited about the anime season. Mm. And I don't hate the ending. I just it could be fixed. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I I hope I get a little bit of the enthusiasm back that I have for the series. I hope so too, because it's not going to be fun discussing it if you're not like... No, true. If I'm going to be salty all the time. <laughs> yeah. I And I would like to go to Japan while it's airing and mm. go and visit some like collab cafes and buy some merch and do all the fun stuff that I wanted to do before. But we'll see. I hope you get that. It depends. Depends on COVID. <laughs> Two years later, almost. And we, here we are in our homes still. I don't know if you saw in the Discord, but uh, underscore, we were talking about how we would change the ending if we could. Like what little tweaks we would make to fix the ending. And underscore's suggestion was have Historia killed with Zachley in the explosion. And. Uh, <laughs> Honest, honest to God, wouldn't that have been perfect? Like it would have given both sides motivation and it would have like been impactful and saved Historia a stupid pregnancy arc that meant nothing. I like, I, I have adopted that as my ending tweak that I would have loved is Historia dying with Zackley, which sounds terrible. You'd rather have her die with Zackley than end up with Aaron. The ending that we got for sure, for sure. Then the pregnancy, sure. Yeah. But my other ideal ending would have been if she was working with Aaron, but Mm -hmm. if she was working with Aaron not to make a baby or to even be (laughs) pregnant. But I mean, I I really wanted fake pregnancy and her to be working with Aaron to establish a non-fascist government to take over after 
his huh. death. Yeah, that's not going to happen when the entire premise of like his support is based on I know. fascism. So, but that would have been that would have been nice if Attack on Titan, the Requiem, the AOT, NR had done that. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have perked up with interest. Like, forget the baby, just make her be a, a political force and give her some purpose politically. I would have loved it. What and have her actually. No, like a non-fascist, you know, to actually try to set up a government after a partial rumbling, not a genocidal rumbling, but enough of a rumbling to protect the nation as after the Titan curses ended, as they build themselves and work for a better world. I would have loved her to be a part of that, but oh well. Nope. She's part of keeping the fascism, fascist regime going. She's rolling with those punches. Well, that's a, so the guidebook again kind of contradicts that. It said oh. in the guidebook that Historia was putting her hope in Armin for a better future. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, then they better show that in the anime. She's an Arminist, not a Jaegerist. Umida. Yes. Mm. Oh, well. Do we have a more upbeat note to end this podcast on. I don't think so. I, how can we talk about the ending and be upbeat? We just need to go listen to Petter and uh, James's podcast because that'll yeah. be upbeat. I'm sure. Yeah, they they like everything, which is good. Yes, it's more wholesome than than we are. There's nothing worse when people love something for all the rest. It's like our, that one asks that about. You know, how being in fandom ruins things. And I hate the Mm. idea of like, like, I don't want to ruin anyone's fun. If you loved it, I'm so glad. The fan ending people, if you love it, good on you, right? Listen, if you're getting something out of it that you didn't get from the original, then yeah. Enjoy it. Have at it. Exactly. Who am I to judge? But I'm judging, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw a Wendy Williams reference in there. <laughs> um, yeah, Duty. Are we gonna wrap this up for? I guess we're done. Around? Until January. We're done. Yeah, so see you in a couple of months for the next Attack on Titan podcast. Possibly with a less salty Luna. Possibly. Let's hope. And and maybe I will have reconciled some of this. A less burned out mom taco. <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Amazingly enough, we still have a few Patreons. I don't know why. <laughs> I hope they are checking their bank accounts and credit card statements. Oh, for as sure. As <laughs> we continue to take their money. You guys can jump ship anytime. But we do appreciate it. Teton Yeager, Simon, Silarana, Demonic Jesus, Linda Wynn, Aaron Will Win in Chapter 140, Erwin BDE Smith, and Flock Forrester is the best character in the manga. Thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, I hope you're still getting something from this. I, I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, thank you. Thank you so much. And until the next one. Thank you, as always, for offering your hearts and your ears. And until January, bye. Bye.
Welcome to your Big Girls Attack on Titan podcast. Oops, I almost, do I say that? I mean, we're not officially an nope. Attack on Titan podcast only anymore. Let me start that over. I mean, we can keep it in. I think it's kind of funny. 